Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Stewardship of vision precedes impartation of vision. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you would spend some time with me as we learn about being greater leaders and greater influencers. I want to take you to Exodus, the 31st chapter where it's the story of Moses building the tabernacle. Now, the context here is we've had about five chapters of God giving Moses a whole bunch of very intricate details. And as I was reading this, verse 6 really caught my attention in Exodus 31. And let me read that to you, please. And behold, I myself have appointed with him Ohilab, the son of Amishush, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all who are skillful, I have put my skill that they may make all that I have commanded you. I want you to notice here that God gave Moses the command to get it done, but Moses did not have the talent or the skill to make it happen. Let me say this phrase to you. I believe that leadership ultimately is the liberation of talent. Good visionary leadership liberates talents that are in people. Sometimes talents that are just a seed, sometimes they're fully developed fruit, and sometimes that person doesn't even know that talent is in them. But when that vision is presented to them, There is something that happens in them, that happens in their spirit. They catch a vision for wanting to be a part of that, and that talent is liberated. And that leader draws that out of them, just like the the word Moses means to draw out. Well, literally, Moses was drawn out of uh, the water. Now he is drawing out the gifts in all this teaching up to this time, when God is speaking to Moses, it was very clear on the why to worship, right? And then it was very clear on the what, all the details. I mean, the priest's garments, the building of the brazen laver, you know, the builder of the the altar of incense, uh, the robe, the ephod, the turban, the priest's garments, uh, all these different things are are being articulated here. And, and Moses never says, well, how am I going to do that? If you want to be a good vision bearer, if you want God to trust you with more vision, you have to realize that you've got to first be the steward of that vision. Okay? The stewardship of vision precedes the impartation of vision. In other words... God has given me a vision. He hasn't shown me how it's going to come to pass or how it will be done, but he has shown me something. Jesus gave us a vision. He gave us a vision for his church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That was the vision Jesus gave. And then as we see the book of Acts unfold and the book of and the books of the 
of the epistles in the New Testament unfold. We see some of the how-tos. And so today when we're preaching from New Testament reality of the church, we're preaching the patterns and the principles that we see that Jesus didn't even talk about, okay? But as they followed that vision, they fell into the purpose of God. Their talents were released. Their gifts were released. So stewardship is something uh, that a visionary has to really take serious. Moses took that very serious, and now he's going to download it. Let's go to the, the beginning of that same chapter there, Exodus 31. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Beziel, the son of Uriah, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. So there was a specific person. There's no mention of this guy before. God didn't tell him what to do or how to do it, but he did tell Moses. And it says, I have filled him with the spirit of God and wisdom and understanding and knowledge. And listen to this. And in all kinds of craftsmanship to make artistic designs for work in gold and silver and in bronze and in the cutting of stones for settings and in the carving of wood that he may work in all kinds of craftsmanship. Wow. So there was somebody there that had skill but they didn't have a vision on what to do with that skill. Beziel already had that skill. He was probably just using it to make a living. He was probably, you know, uh, carving out picture frames and, and, and making little rock designs or whatever he would do in that culture. Uh, but he had that skill, but that skill was from the spirit of God. And when the leader of that ministry, the leader of that family, the leader of that business begins to cast a vision, he'll get the attention of people that have that talent. I can't tell you how many times God put something in my heart to do. I did not have the skill to do it. I didn't even know where to begin to do it. Hey, this podcast is an example. I am all thumbs when it comes to any kind of technology. Give me a gear, give me a lever. You know, I'm good with that stuff. But when you start talking about swiping and pressing buttons and 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 doing all this other kind of stuff, I mean, that is not my cup of tea. But you know what? When when I shared the vision with people, there were people that rose up and said, oh yeah, I, I know how to do that. And they're skilled at it and they're, and they're great at it. And, and they get it out to you so that you can enjoy it and then you can pass it on to somebody else. But that vision had to start somewhere. So as I was a steward of that vision and I shared what I wanted to do, then there were people that came alongside me that would help me to do that. Now listen, Moses had to trust somebody to delegate the details to. And the truth is that most visionary leaders, most, not all, but most are not great with the details. The other side of that is if you're going to be a great visionary leader, then God has to trust you with the details. It won't be the focus of your life or of your leadership, but you've got to be able to re-communicate what God has done with you. So, you know, there's this tension with visionary leaders. They're big picture people. Then then sometimes they'll start sticking their finger in places and kind of interrupt what's going on. I think one of the reasons that happens is that after they get the vision, maybe, 
They don't have like a formal time where they say, okay, I want to walk you through this. I'm going to give you the details. I want to tell you the sizes and the colors and the distances, just like Moses was going to do here with everything God had said to him and showed him. So maybe that's one of the disciplines of a visionary leader that's important, where you have staff time, where you have team time, where you're just not doing it on the fly. And you're just rehearsing that and saying it over and over again so they get it. So that when they're in the doing of it, the visionary leader is not interrupting it. He believes that God has brought men and women alongside him, that he's put his spirit into them. And that visionary leader is drawing that out of them, that he's liberating the talent, that he's able to really delegate the details to somebody and let them run. Now this I don't think this was just a casual communication. Okay? I believe it was a, a very serious communication that Moses was given to Bezel so that he could do the things that God had called him to do. And I think we've got to take the same approach. Think of something in your family ministry business, something that you're leading, something that you have either the ultimate responsibility for or delegator responsibility for. How much detail have you sat down and just shared with somebody so that they could drink it in? You know, I believe in most churches on a Sunday morning, the answer to the next step is sitting there staring us in the face and we don't even know it. You know, in our ministry, we've always had a great emphasis on worship. And sometimes we didn't have that personnel. And it's amazing to me, as we shared that and we took the step, there were people there that had some gifting and they wanted to develop that gifting. There were people there that had formal training, but they never used it in worship or were intimidated by it. There were people there that had no gifting, but God put it in their heart and they begin to get lessons and they begin to get with people. And today they're, they're anointed musicians. They're anointed worship leaders. But I don't think we're going to get that out of people when we just say, well, we want to have worship. But when we start describing that worship, you know, things that usher in the presence of God where God is edified and God is glorified and God is pleased and we're like a fragrance of incense to him. Doesn't that sound a lot better than we want to have a great worship service? <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about, the stewardship of leadership. You know, when you're building a house, you're building a building. And you walk through it and you say, man, in this room, we're going to do this. And in this room, we're going to do this. I, I've done this in building projects. I, I just take people from room to room and say, this is what's going to happen in this room. And this is what we want this room to look like. And people get the vision for that. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? God's giving you a vision to lead something. And you've got to write those details down like Moses did. And in the right setting, download those and do it with joy, not with consternation. Do it, like, do it with excitement. Do it with an anointing to liberate the talent that's in people's lives. God never told Moses how to do this. He just gave them the why and the what. And Moses got the details and gave it to Beelzebul, Beazel, excuse me, 
And then he had this other guy, Ohilib. And then he has some other guys from the tribe of Dan. Notice there were two tribes. There was a tribe of Judah and a tribe of Dan that were involved here. But you know what? They all got it done. And they were so excited about it. The people were bringing so many contributions of all the goods that Moses had asked them to stop. Wouldn't that be a great problem? The stewardship of leadership, of being a visionary leader, give people the details. Liberate the talent that's in their heart in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for being with me. Share this with somebody. I hope this stirred your heart up to really think about in technicolor the vision God has given you. Today, Keith had a discussion on the stewardship of vision. If you want to be a good vision bearer, if you want God to trust you with more vision, you have to first be a steward of that vision. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.